0: you're here with us uh, to listen to Right at the Fork this morning. If someone had shared this podcast with you to prompt you to listen to it, then pay it forward and do the same. Uh, It helps us grow listeners. Uh, Ratings and, um, and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio, all those are helpful, so we appreciate it. We also appreciate this morning that Steve Jones, one of the Uh, Standard Bears for Incredible Food in Portland is here with us today. He owns Cheese Bar uh, over on Burnside, uh, on the east side around uh, Mount Tabor, and is about to embark on a new interesting concept, one of which I've never heard of before, which is kind of a cheese sushi concept, or serving it in small plates, and I'm not the one to tell you about that. If we've got Steve here, we may as well have him explain it in detail, and he will. Um, I've had the uh, fortune to interview Steve once before in About Face magazine, and I encourage you to Google About Face, uh, Steve Jones or Chris Angelus. There's a lot. There are a lot of my interviews there. Um, And uh, we'll try not to cover the same ground we covered there, but I'm sure there'll be a little overlap. Uh, Steve is a really nice guy, and there is not a restaurant Well, there are probably a few restaurants, but there are so many restaurants in Portland that you can go to, and there's a Steve's Cheese Plate. And if there isn't a Steve's Cheese Plate, they're serving Steve's Cheese. He He is the foremost source and bastion of knowledge of cheese in Portland. And he also is the, has won the Cheesemonger Championships in the United States, so he was glad to bring that, uh, that trophy back to Portland. And if you haven't been to Cheese Bar, go, and then we also suggest you try his new place. Um, Steve Jones is one of the nicest guys in show business, and we're glad he's here to talk with us today. How's it going? Thanks for taking the time to come by. I know you're busy. You comfortable? Yep. Good. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah. Too long. So I will tell you, Heather and I were talking about your coming on, and uh, we're so happy about Chizu. Is that how you pronounce it? Chizu? Chizu. 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 Um, Because we're both kind of on the west side, and so getting over to your place is probably, and I haven't seen you in a while, that's why, (laughs) Uh, should have, because every time I've been to Cheese Bar, it's been a really nice experience. Couple of times left with some great cheese. Do you ever get tired of cheese? Nope. You can't. You can't be opening this and to give me the answer yes. But so, because I always wonder, you know, how does someone who's so passionately involved with one thing, and there are many aspects to it, it's not just one thing. But I, I, always, I always
1: wonder if someone just at some point says, man, I just don't want to
0: do it. I just, this is tiresome.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, you have moments where you're just like, I want broccoli, you know, mm-hmm. but it's... Of all things, you said broccoli? Yeah, just say it's greens are what I crave when I'm not in, in, into cheese. It's kale or broccoli or chard. It's, you know, something of that ilk mm-hmm. is where I end up dropping. And you're not shaving
0: any cheese on it. You just avoid no. it at that point. It's
1: funny. I don't cook with much cheese. Everyone's always like, what are your favorite cheese recipes? And I'm like... Really? Why don't you? Now, that's interesting. I, I'm kind of a purist. I just like to, you know, pop it in my mouth just alone. Yeah, Cr- I mean bread well, crackers, maybe. Yeah, crackers bread. But.
0: and with beer too. And, and wine. Beer's
1: my favorite for sure. Cider. Excellent. Yeah. a lot of
0: great ciders now going yeah, on. Yeah, and
1: cider's kind of the, the big uh unknown out there, but it's it's amazing. It's it's so good with cheese. It's got fruit, it's got acidity, it's got everything you need,
0: you know. And there's so many different types of cider. Exactly. So when you're talking about cider, it could be Yep, you got sweet, you've lot. got
1: funky, you've got bone dry. What are some of your favorite ciders while we're on the topic? Um uh, cider riot is probably my favorite local producer right now mm-hmm. I, Abe is doing those uh, he's using a lot of traditional uh, cider apples from down around yamhill and he's just doing amazing stuff funky dry just you know great food food beverages um let's see I really like Bull Run is doing a perry that's really nice pear cider um, so are you um, encouraging cider at cheese bar right now so when people come in and they're Mm, what should I have? Are you are you throwing cider down? Yeah, we have one handle dedicated to cider all the time now. So one of six tap handles is always cider. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it's you know the gluten thing, mm-hmm. but uh, they, I think the bigger thing is is it's just it's a great food beverage. You know, and, and Portland's just coming on so strong. You have to acknowledge it. So it's been has been fun. So you think maybe fifteen or sixteen will be the year of the cider? It very well could be. Yeah, and I think um, cider con. I think is going to be in Portland next year. So that's their big convention. Yeah, so, I would imagine.
0: So yeah. where's it been?
1: So uh, it's Chicago I, right now. Yeah. I just
0: envisioned Vermont on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not Chicago, but <laughs> that's, that's where it's been, I think, the last couple of years. So
0: CiderCon this year or next year? I think it's next year. 2016. Yeah. So 16 might be the year yeah. of the cider. So that that's interesting. So, um, so. You've had cheese bar for how long now? It'll be five years in March. Wow, time flies. Yeah. I kind of remember when that was news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, five years in March, and so was Chizu. The just where you had to go creatively from
1: there, or how did that come about? It's funny. People keep asking, and I'm like, "Where in the world did this come from?" And I don't even remember the moment. It just kind of, I love sushi, and I love that style of ordering food Mm -hmm. and i just one day i think i was just like man you could this could translate to cheese so well you know because i'm a little bit intimidated by the sushi process but i i'm not afraid to take two bites of anything right so you know with that as an option it just seemed to really make sense so give me the uh, you
0: know some people tuning in or listening Mm -hmm. may have no idea what we're talking about so yeah cheese is japanese elevator speech or yeah or the long elevator speech
1: yeah well, chizu is Japanese for cheese. It's the Japanese word for cheese. Which, and, by the way, is not a
0: staple. In no, Japanese. but it's coming
1: on strong. Is it? The okay. Far East is is probably the fastest growing cheese curiosity region in the world. Sure, because it had nowhere to go but up. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so why I chose to go that direction though is I I love that the vibe of of sushi. I love the aesthetic, uh, the Japanese aesthetic and i've always wanted to do this in a really small space so i i was looking for about 5 or 600 square feet i ended up in 450 so it it how also many, how many seats it'll be probably 15 so it's okay it's
0: that's a good number
1: per, pretty small very intimate mm-hmm. but it's it's meant to be that way you know and it's it's not meant to be dinner it's meant to be you're starting your evening you're ending your evening you're between stops that neighborhood over there in West End is just full of all these little bitty places that you can mm-hmm. just bounce from one to the next, and it kind of makes sense, you know? Are
0: you right next It's right next to uh, Home Whiskey? Yep. Fantastic. And when do you- when's opening? should open in March.
1: Okay. So yeah.
0: shortly after this uh, podcast starts streaming.
1: Yeah. Excellent.
0: Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess at that point when uh, okay. Right after that, it's going to be hard to get into.
1: Probably for a bit, but I mean it should be able to, it should turn pretty quickly is the nice thing too. so
0: So what would the menu look like? What kind of?
1: It's going to be predominantly cheese. You're going to find between 30 and 40 cheeses on any given day and there'll be at a cheese bar we have about 250 cheeses mm-hmm. at, at any given time. So this is going to um, we're going to take the pardon the pun, but the cream of the crop and take off about the top 10 to 15 percent. The very best cheeses are going to be the ones that come to Chizu. Mm. So when you come in it's gonna be everything's a plus. you know you're just not gonna find a cheese that doesn't blow your mind. Um, so very cheese driven. it's gonna be all uh, just you can you can be as simple as one piece of cheese, one one ounce portion and they'll be priced between three to six dollars a portion depending on what the cheese is. And then you can add things to them. We're gonna do like a, a wasabi peanut. We're doing a lot of kind of Japanese twists on things. Our pickles are going to be um, like ginger and watermelon uh, radish and uh, things like that. So it's going to have a lot of fun kind of Asian tweaks. But there will also be like a, um, a salami plate featuring like chop and Olympic provisions. There will be a, a smoked And you're not going to be rolling
0: them together. We're not nope. going to be looking at like There might
1: be like one rolls. one composed cheese a day, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to make that. I don't want to be too gimmicky with it. I kind of... Want it to be about the cheese.
0: Is anybody else doing this
1: anywhere that you know of? Not, no, I don't think so. But wow, yeah, it's-
0: that's that's exciting because it's not. It really sounds like a. It's it's not a crazy concept, right? It's the way you serve cheese at cheese bar. People take taste, not the way, but a lot of people are taking a little taste and, and right. buying some cheese. And this is a way, just a different way of doing it. Deciding, I'm. This is what I'm doing. I'm not just going in to sample a few cheeses. I'm going to go in and have an experience
1: yeah and we're going to do um like part of the experience could be like omakase style where you know you sit down and you sit, you put 20 bucks on the bar and you say blow my mind and we'll we'll take you to 20 dollars you know we're hopeful that people come in and, and lay the 40 bucks down and say let's see what you got and we're just gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna in, in, in return i'm gonna say are there any no's you know is it mm-hmm. blue goat meet? Are there any things you don't want us to do? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's just going to be, let's let's go. That's got to be exciting. How many people
0: will you be employing over there?
1: We'll have six employees, but it'll only be two people at a time because it's just so small. Right. So one person will be taking orders and serving drinks, and then one person will be kind of the the cheese sushi chef. So do you you
0: must anticipate that coming off of that experience people are going to be making aware of the cheese bar. So it's a nice marketing opportunity as well to get people from west side to east side. We're hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think it's going to be that hard because what you've got, you do it so well and it's so delicious and it's such a nice vibe. And I think and and if you bring that over to the west side, that's going to translate to the east side.
1: Yeah, that's that's the hope for certain. Because Cheese Bar is my baby, you know. Yeah. This, no, this is its little
0: sister. So give us a little, um, you and I talked a couple of years ago about it, but a little background on your food uh, history in Portland, how you got started and how you got
1: to Cheese Bar. Um, so. You were not in cheese to start. No, no. I uh, I got an art degree in college, a painting degree. So I I'd learned to cook to pay the bills. And Did it pay the bills? Yeah, it paid okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I I paid the rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked I liked cooking. I still love cooking, but I um, I didn't, I didn't love coming home at two o'clock in the morning smelling like fryer grease. And my wife liked it even less. And so I kind of I was like, well, I'm gonna well, now transition. You're coming, now you're coming home smelling like cheese. How's that? Well, luckily she's a cheese fan. So. Oh, there you go. Um, but uh, I was looking to transition. And and I still love food. And so I stumbled into cheese. I was managing a delicatessen back in the Midwest, and I got to build the cheese department. And I just kind of fell in love with cheese at that point. And then I had the opportunity to open multiple shops in the Midwest. And I'd gone to culinary school out here in Portland, and I knew I wanted to get back. And when my wife finished her graduate work, we agreed to come back to Portland. I came out and ran the cheese department at Provista. Which is a mm-hmm. big local importer and distributor for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but I missed, I missed selling cheese. I love selling cheese. It's it's what I'm best at, and but, so I, I wanted to get from behind the desk and back behind the counter.
0: But it being at Provista also gave you the opportunity to meet a lot of people. Oh yeah, right? so, yeah.
1: I mean, relationships that I count on now were formed then. And you've got some of the more solid
0: relationships in town. I mean, there isn't there aren't many chefs. I don't think there are any chefs who don't know who Steve Jones is, um, and everybody has got—not uh, everybody, but a lot of restaurants have a Steve's cheese plate. Uh, plate. They love you.
1: Yeah, you know, we've been very lucky for sure. We try to well, provide it's more it- than
0: luck. You're a good guy, and you do You know, you're a nice person to do business with.
1: Yeah, we try hard to give them a, a product that's you know in superior shape, and you know, it's. Yeah, that's that's been a very organic thing that kinda happened on its own, the wholesale program, but it's been a wonderful advertising arm, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it helps us just keep everything super fresh.
0: Is it so it's not really a revenue producer for it, you? I kinda? mean, we make money on it, but we don't make it's I, not enough to say this is the area we're gonna really target yeah, in two yeah. No, thousand fifteen. That's a
1: volume game and and I'm I'm kind of the opposite of that. I'm more a Let's see how small we can get instead of how big we can well, get. Oh, this is why you've know? you got 450 yeah, square feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not always the best businessman, but you know, no, follow, follow well, your heart, right? Well, you know, business isn't,
0: especially in this town, it's, there's a different, a whole different dimension to business in this town, I think. Oh, yeah. I think people reward creativity without a doubt. It's rewarded and it's also part of success, mm-hmm. whether you're able to be creative and, and be yourself and do it. It's, it's living in the moment. There's a lot of living in the moment going on in Portland, I think. Yeah,
1: without a doubt.
0: And so uh, what you're doing embodies that. So so you uh, you went from, you were a Pro
1: Vista and then... So uh, then I, I got, I ended up at uh, New Seasons for a couple of years. I thought I'd land there for like six months and reposition. Mm-hmm. And I got comfortable, you know, with the kind of Easy job, just working for someone else, normal hours. Um, but I knew all along that I wanted to start something else, and so I finally left New Seasons. and went to work at Park Kitchen. I went to Scott Dolish, who was a friend. And I said, "Hey, I want to work front of the house and earn some money to open my own place." And he gave me a shot. And I'm a horrible fine dining waiter. You know, Scott will tell you probably the worst worst waiter he ever had. But it was a great experience. I made enough money to. Kind of get that first chunk together. How long
0: were you? How long were you perpetuating the horrible waiter? Uh, ex- uh, about a year. Okay, I but mean, I can't imagine you were that. You couldn't have been that bad. You couldn't have survived at a restaurant like Park Kitchen being a terrible waiter.
1: Yeah. Well, for that long? Yeah, I don't know. They were very forgiving. Well, yeah. I was really good at cleaning.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's, not how, that's not really how you start in the interview, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about your front of the house experience. I'm excellent at cleaning. Yeah,
1: man, can I mop.
0: <laughs> um, but, you know, it shows that you're a jack of all trades.
1: Yeah, least. well, and it's, I mean, I still, I still clean toilets at my current job. I, I tell my guys, I don't make you do anything I'm not going to do, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, I do the worst stuff usually, but best um, part of being it's a boss. you. But, yeah, I think it's, it's part of the deal. Nobody wants to do the crap work, so if you do it, they're like, "Well, it's." I find, and I, I haven't worked at a restaurant
0: here; I've just been around them, but it's very democratic.
1: Oh yeah, I, it, I'd say socialist.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, all right, you'll go to the next step, but yeah. I, I see a lot of chefs doing things that I just normally wouldn't think they're doing. Yeah. Um, right down to I was somewhere last night uh, watching a chef wash dishes.
1: Yeah. So. That's the way it is. All chefs love to wash dishes. All small business owners who own restaurants love to wash dishes. It's the most zen activity you can have. You can just let yourself take something dirty and make it clean. And it's just very and, rewarding. You know, it, it doesn't require a lot of brain power. No, it's like, for me, it's almost like taking a nap. It's just like, right. I'll, I'll just go wash dishes for like 10 minutes just to
0: like. And there's flowing water yeah, and, a nice, and a nice result. It's good stuff. Oh, that's great. So, well, thank, thankfully you didn't become a professional dishwasher or mopper.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, then I went on to open uh, Steve's Cheese in northwest Portland and mm-hmm. had that for five years. And that – were you ever in that spot? I don't remember. I was not. Okay. I, did
0: not I did not know you or, nor had I heard of you until you opened Cheese Bar.
1: So that was uh, five years. And we were in the back of a big wine shop, a little bitty 300-square-foot area. And Which was good for them. Yeah, but it was in the back. It was, it was you great had great go for, through the whole for both one us. shop to get to you. Yeah, no, it was it was a good thing for both of us for sure, um, and it it helped us build our customer base. And you know, we still see a lot of those same people ten years later. Is the cool thing? I've seen a lot of kids grow up. You know, it's like wow, that kid is in college now. You know, it's really very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a, one of my favorite things about being a shop owner. Actually, is Watching these families kind of grow up with us, it's very cool, very rewarding.
0: Well, also a lot of the people that you uh, were with at Park Kitchen, I mean that crew, oh, yeah, what they've done and yeah, their success.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty pretty cool cool group that that came out of there, and and yeah, almost everyone has gone on to do something successful on their own. Yeah, Walt and and John and yeah, uh, Jason Owens, Kevin Ludwig. Um,
0: I didn't realize. Ke- yes, that's right, Kevin Ludwig. And when I when I said John, I John Stewart, uh, John Stewart, mm-hmm. and Meat cheese bread, and Walt uh, Pine State Biscuits. Kevin, I mean Kevin from Pine State. Oh, Kevin.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought Walt was no, Walt was not Kevin. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah probably probably ten or fifteen of us that have gone on to open our own stuff. Yeah, Jason Owens was front of the house there. You know, one of the guys from Simpatica. Hmm. Um, but a lot of talent in that place. It was it was a lot of fun. A great place to work. Scott has uh, Scott has spawned. I don't know if that's a good word. <laughs> We're talking
0: about food, yeah. but uh, anyway, a lot of people can. He's really mentored a lot of people and was mentored himself, yep, as well in Portland. So it's really cool to see that kind of the generational thing in that aspect. Not just your customers, but all
1: the yeah, people it's you always work your with. hope that your guys go on and you know do something great. Mm-hmm. If they can't be a partner, then they should continue to hopefully grow and do something great on their own. Do you think that's, do you think that's a
0: Portland thing or is it all over the
1: place? I, I'm just
0: thinking it's a little more pronounced here than it is elsewhere, but I may be wrong just cause I'm here and I, I feel so passionately about this city.
1: Yeah. I think we all wear uh, rose colored glasses on that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's an industry thing for sure that, you know, your people are like your family. You know, you, you hold them near and you scold them when you need to. And, um uh, that's that's yeah, that's tough. I I do think that we are definitely a very a pull up environment instead of a push down environment. Though you know, mm-hmm. even between shops, we have that. You know, there's there's not the arms length here. There's the suck it in for a hug. You know, that's, that's the kind of community we are. It's
0: it's the first thing that impressed me, that was very different than my East Coast upbringing when I came out here. Where. And I've said it before, but chefs telling you where to go mm-hmm. and meaning it, saying you've got to go there, not just because you asked them. Come on, is there somewhere else that I should be going other than your restaurant? But just willingly offering it and passionately saying, "Here's why you should go there." It's different than I've ever experienced anywhere.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's why people love coming here to eat because once somebody sits down in your place and they start talking to you, you find out they're from LA or something. You're like, "Oh, where else are you going?" Because everybody loves to share, and they're like, "Oh, you got to check out my friend's new joint." You know, it's, that's part of the reason we're doing this. it's yeah, the it's, same thing. It's great. And
0: I remember when I, uh, uh, with about face, when I was talking to Naomi, she—I didn't ask her. I didn't say who else should I talk to. She said, "You know, you need to you need to meet Steve um, and interview him." And you know that's the way it is. And she led me to you, so we ended up talking. And I'm glad we we got to do that. But. I didn't ask her. Yeah, you know she she was promoting, saying hey, Steve's someone who should be highlighted.
1: Yep, we we love doing it for each other. You know it's it's great. It's a great community. Have you been to uh, Beast lately? Yeah, uh, have two kids, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't get to do fine dining anymore. <laughs> None at all. You know, it's Hard, hardly hardly. You know, I think it's really interesting. A lot of people have kids
0: or they have things going on. You can't get. The crazy thing about the city is you can't get everywhere. You can't yeah. get to everywhere. It, it blows your mind to think I really need if you if you thought to yourself regardless of the kids, I really need to get the beast. Then there's a whole once you put that in 75 100 other places oh, yeah. are like same thing. So how are you going to do that? It's almost overwhelming. But um, I haven't been there, I haven't been there in a while, but I've been to expatriate and some of the stuff they're doing over there is just it's, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool.
1: And the cool little space again. Yeah, I just man, I love these little spaces in Portland. And they keep happening. Yep. So uh, so, how's Cheese Bar doing? Good, good. Yeah, I, I think um, we saw holiday spending like we haven't seen in years. Really? People are definitely. I think the economy is getting stronger. People are, if not, people are just saying, "Screw it! I'm going to spend money again." You know, On I, wa- I want to buy good cheese yeah um so it's great we're i think at the five year mark we do our job really well now what are you
0: doing better now that you weren't doing?
1: I think everything customer service you know training everything you know we we we're able to hire better people you know because we we kind of have a name for ourselves now, so instead of going out and searching people come to us, which is nice mm-hmm. but we also we we take the time to train better. I think we're just we give better table service than we used to, you know. That's we've learned a lot from our mistakes. So you,
0: and you're going to take a lot that you've learned at cheese bar over to the cheese Zoo, Yeah,
1: and learn a whole new thing. I mean, right. it's I'm terrified of the first couple of weeks. It's going to be a very terrifying that's why weeks. you
0: probably didn't want to say exactly when you're opening. You to as slow as possible. No, but you want it to be a yeah. slow, slow opening. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll get a couple days before there's a line out the door, you know. I
0: wonder if there's a way to do that or whether you just open and just do some friends and family for a while. I
1: think that's what we'll do is quietly let a few people in for a few days and just learn, learn our mistakes. Because I think that's, like I always tell my guys, I'm like making mistakes, no big deal, repeating it. That's the problem. Right. You know? We all make mistakes, just learn from it, you know? Well, and in this day and age,
0: you know, you can open up and make a couple of minor mistakes or not have the right things on the wall mm-hmm. and be reading about it, you know, in Yelp or
1: Google reviews or oh, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah, someone gave us a bad review on our T shirts once. I was like, On really? your T shirts. Yeah. I'm like, what was wrong what was I, wrong with the T shirt? I have no idea. He was one of those guys that always gives bad reviews. He looked at his other reviews. Do you read the reviews? I don't as much as I used to. I find them helpful initially, you know, because sometimes you're too close to the problem. Right. Now, I'll look every couple of months and just be like, okay, do I have an employee who's being a jerk while I'm not there? Because that's Mm -hmm. kind of a nice way to, you know, be a fly on the wall. Mm hmm But I usually get the worst reviews i'm I'm the you're you're I'm, not, oh, I'm the crouch hey, man there. you're very hard on yourself. No, no, I get bad reviews. trust me, really yeah, go go look. oh i'm I'm not gonna encourage people <laughs> to go look for the bad <laughs> reviews about
0: you, but uh, I guess on a on a quiet night might not be a bad bad thing to take you up on that. yeah, and take a look. yeah, I'm sure that you're um, you and Nick Zukin are probably in different worlds on the on the Yelp. World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, luckily
1: Zick's <laughs> one. Zick he, he, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nick is one of my favorite customers, and I always I love reading his stuff. He, he, he's so opinionated; it's great.
0: Uh, you know what? He's I I think he's great, and this I've told this to other people and to Nick. You when you sit down with him, you would never know that he's the guy on Facebook or Twitter who's, you know, behind the keyboard. Right? Is he's such a nice guy? Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to bring that yeah. up, but whenever the, you know, what he's done is whenever any conversation comes up about Yelp or anything, that's where my mind goes yeah. is right to him because yeah. he draws my attention to it. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think for someone who's opening a new place, it could be very helpful. Yeah. Um, and I know I've written in my life, a um, couple of chefs with a couple of suggestions and they've said, thank you for letting me know rather than going right to the internets with that. Yeah, them. Exactly. Um, and others maybe not so appreciative of it, you yeah. know, not not able able to take criticism so well. It's an interesting um, –
1: There's a lot of ego out there, you know. Yeah, but less ego
0: here. That's oh, what yeah. I, I kind of – that's what I thought, that there's less ego here. So if you try to be constructive with someone, yeah. um, they'll be amenable to it. But not everybody. I've learned that a couple of times. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I can understand – the, where there is a lot of ego in it. It's a creative process, and when you've got creativity going on, much like you, what you do is very creative. It's uh, presenting some, you know, first of all, the the background or the the groundwork that has to go to decide what you're gonna have in your store to uh, represent you, it represents mm-hmm. you, the product that you have, um, and then how it's presented, and, and the experience that everybody has, that's uh, that's an inherent creative process. It's like a, it's different than a painting. You're actually in it, experiencing yeah. it. So you're going to get egos. Uh, you're going to get egos sometimes, and sometimes people know what to do with it, and they don't know what to do with it. But I think it's a good thing. I think that people are passionate and don't always make the right decisions. That's okay.
1: Yeah. You know. But at the end of the day, it's just food. You know
0: well yeah that's true but the, at the end of the day we go to the next day and we have to eat it yeah, it's yeah. not you know you can't say as a uh, a sports fan I won't even go into the ducks but you can't say as a sports fan oh it's just a game and then never have to deal with it again uh, or necessarily you cannot watch it for a while food you have to yeah, deal you have with to the eat. next day so yeah. and I don't know why I'm going into that <laughs> I have no idea that's crazy um so uh, what's exciting you now in Portland more than anything else? Have you, and you're not getting out that much, so maybe it's about what you're hearing about that's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean. You. You know what's exciting you? Chizu right now. That's <laughs> about you're probably completely focused on that.
1: Well, it was funny. You, you mentioned, like, where are you going and stuff. And so, like, the list I came up with in my head its all that, I call it construction food. Mm-hmm. You know, like, places you eat quickly. Like in between jobs, you know, and so I've been I've been going to those places more, and definitely I have a handful of places that I I've been pumped about that have made the construction list. So what are the construction? So lists? what's lots of sandwiches, you know, because you can eat them on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been to uh, what's it called? Knuck, knuckle sandwich no. on Burnside? No, but. Amazing sandwiches. It. Yeah, you got to go. They're like, you would never think it was a great place. It's a little teeny hole in the wall. And you walk in, there's no decorations whatsoever. But the sandwiches are dynamite. What, what sandwich did you have? I'm trying to remember. I'm, it's I'm been the a, same it's way. It's just been a blur I'm the same way. I just lately.
0: remember I loved it. And then I got to get back. Yeah. My mom used to keep a diary. Nice. Of every meal that she ate and what my father ate and the impressions. Wow. And I said, why are you doing this? Uh, well, if we ever go back again, I want to remember <laughs> it. And, you know, I am often – I will often say I, I had something fantastic, and if it sticks out, I'll be able to remember right. it. But there are some amazing things I've had that I can't remember. And something as simple as a sandwich, you know, I can remember – I can remember some. But, <laughs> it's, but it's hard. Uh, it's hard when you eat so many things and there are so many things out there to recall them all. So anyway, some other
1: construction food. Yeah, um, so uh, uh, Boxer Ramen is Mm -hmm. really close to my new place, so Mm -hmm. I've hit that a couple times. Super fast, I think, you know, great quality, and very satisfying, you know, when you've been in a cold place working for a little bit. And also, I'm trying to suck up as much Japanese vibe as I can, so I hit a lot of little Japanese spots just quickly, just being like, okay, or pseudo-Japanese spots, and you know, in a lot of the Portland places, you know. What about the food cart pot over there? Um, I'm not really a food cart guy. And what's the reason for that? I'm a brick and mortar guy.
0: So it's a it's a support thing. It's not necessarily a, I don't want to eat out in the cold.
1: Yeah. Well, and I hate being cold when I eat. Right. I it's, don't it's like It's a either. pet peeve of mine actually. In a and rest- I don't in like having to go eat in my car yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a yeah. pleasant thing. I mean, there are a lot. There's a lot of great food being made in Portland food carts, and I occasionally will eat some, and some of them are good friends of mine. But I'm I'm a brick and mortar guy, and I try to support my guys who are paying those outlandish taxes and everything and, you know, spread spread it out.
0: So for people who, um, you know, they had to pay their dues in the food cart, then they get to the, f- the brick and mortar and then... You're- I love it.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. That's the direction that I love to see people going in. Like Nong's, you know, I was like, yes, you made a brick and mortar, you know. I think it's a, it's a great incubator.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of incubation going on. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting because there are, you know, so many... I wonder if there are enough people to support the whole system in terms of good service or decent service. Um, Because there, how many people are in those carts that could be doing something else? Not that they should, but Mm -hmm. I'm just there's a there's a lot of service that needs to go around, and also
1: customers as well. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, both of those are are tough. Yeah. yeah, and service is definitely one of the things that lacks most in Portland. I think we're getting better at it, finally. I think, you know, people have kind of demanded better service, and chefs are rising to that a bit, you know. Well, but- I think
0: it takes a little time, but mm-hmm. yes, the, the bar gets raised little by little, and uh, then, you know, some of the some of the lesser people who can mop pretty well but don't. <laughs> they're off to open other ventures <laughs> Yeah, the open
1: cheese shops um but uh have you been to lardo over uh, in yeah there? I, oh, I love it yeah rick's such a good guy and you know old friend of mine um yeah what did i have i had a uh full wrench dip full mm-hmm. pho full wrench He's dip. Pre- you know i don't know if it's him
0: I, it probably is. Who's who's doing all the plays on words? But he just started the egg Rick
1: muffin. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. yeah. So. it's kind of like Bob's Burger. Do you ever watch Bob's Burger? No. Okay. Oh, Next time you can't sleep, watch Bob's Burger. No, he's, I haven't. He seen. has a, He has a different burger every day with a funny name. That's oh, okay. But uh, but no, the the faux wrench dip was really delicious. It was basically deconstructed pho into a sandwich. Yeah. No. And, and was that it. was that a chef witch? Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm, you, I'm not going to ask you to remember who it was because you, yeah. you would have come up with it yeah. right off the bat. Um, but that's nearby. There's a lot to, there's a lot to uh, going on in your new neck of the woods. Oh, yeah, tons. tons. So how, how long – what has the process been like to open a new place for anybody who's doing that? How long did it take? When did you start looking for space?
1: Well, the really funny thing is I started looking for space in this neighborhood – probably two years ago.
0: So you identified the neighborhood. Yeah, I've been wanting to be in West End for a couple okay. of years.
1: But I looked, I talked to people a couple different times. I never could get the space that I wanted, the price I wanted. And so I just, I, I'm not in a hurry, you know. So I just waited. And then one day Greg Goodman calls me up and he says, hey, you want to see this spot? And I came over and I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's too small. But I brought my design guy down and he and I kind of well, pasted out a couple times and we're like we could make it work and so that started the ball rolling that was um we talked first in november and i signed the lease on christmas eve so it moves pretty quick moved really quickly i got a letter of intent from him before i signed the lease so i got all my licensing ahead of the lease being signed even because i felt we were going to make it happen. It and was you've just, done this before, yeah. so you
0: know where the pitfalls are. Might... Yeah,
1: you know, it's going to volley a couple times, blah, blah, blah. You get get beyond it. Um, yeah, so we, we should have our OLCC license by February 15th to March 1st. So- that's really will probably be the last thing we're looking for, hopefully.
0: I guess there is no reason to move slowly. You've got, you've got to start- Man, paying, you, start, you start paying rent. You <laughs> start paying rent yeah. and uh, you move as quickly as you can. Are you looking beyond one location for this or do you see this is something you could do elsewhere? There's a or would lo- that
1: be for cheese bar or what? No, if I were to redo it, I would do it with the Chizu model. If, if I can look into my crystal ball, I think that this is the one that's repeatable. And there's definitely already been interest. People in L.A. have expressed interest, and it's it's got a life already. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so I don't know if it's I'll do it. It's kind of hard
0: for you to talk about it because you're, well, let's me let see how this goes and then yeah, do as much as we can to perfect it to a certain degree.
1: But I don't know if you heard. I have another venture going, too. No, I didn't so know that. We're doing a food service for the Commons Brewery at their new spot. Mm-hmm. So they're opening a opening a new fifteen barrel brewery at Seventh uh, and Belmont. So Cheese Bar is going to be uh, the food service for the entire tasting room. Oh, okay. So okay. it'll effectively be. Oh, well, there you go. Another, another little cheese bar experience.
0: Oh, great. So, so you're not looking to duplicate what you, the the experience you have up there, kind of different nuances.
1: I mean, the one th- the biggest thing that I've learned from Cheese Bar is how labor-intensive that equation is. You know, you get a, an amazing experience because it takes a lot of effort. So I'm trying to make an equally fun experience that is less labor-intensive. So how old are your kids? They're, they'll be eight tomorrow and five in two more weeks. So, so almost eight, labor, almost five. So that's labor-intensive oh, too. Yeah.
0: So you're yeah. adding a lot
1: to your plate. And So how do you do that? How do you— you, you that. just give up sleep you drink a lot of coffee mm-hmm. um, now I mean it's a lot of 18 hour days and it's just it's how you do it you start early you work late you don't see much of your kids for a few months but I mean the return hopefully is I see a whole lot more of them in a couple of years you know and as they get older we can get out and do more and more fun stuff so it's an investment it's just a time investment but it's worth
0: it but at some point do you see see I think it's You know, you do one thing, then you have this thirst or desire to keep going. So, And that's all a personality thing. So I don't think many driven people who are successful want to stop. So I wonder, you know, at some point, do you actually go, okay, I've got everything squared away. I can be away. Or are you going to look for the next big thing?
1: Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I've never been in a big hurry. The only reason I got in a hurry on this one was it was the perfect spot. Right. I mean, if you had given me a map two years ago and said, "Where do you want to be?" I would have pointed at that spot. So I hurried for that one, and the Commons has been cooking for a year plus, plus. Mm-hmm. and so that was going to happen anyhow. But I'm I'm never in a huge rush to get to the next thing. It's you know what I got going is pretty good. I like most of my life.
0: So are you getting to getting out there to just uh, breathe and enjoy yourself and? Enjoy Oregon, uh, not necessarily Portland and the restaurant scene, but are you getting it? Because we have such a beautiful state. Yeah, yet, you, you
1: need to do that. Yeah. And with the kids, we definitely, we'd love to take them out to the coast and, and uh, up to the mountains. Yeah. No, it's great. So and where do you go with the coast? Uh, we love Newport. You know, the, the beach is great. The aquarium's great. And then there's now, I mean, the nice thing about the coast is you're getting some decent restaurants now too, which, you know, 10 years ago we didn't have. So that's really cool. I love eating at uh, Local Oceans out there in in mm-hmm. Newport. And, um, it's one of my favorite spots. It's it's like one of my favorite restaurants in the whole state. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, we always go. You always wait. Who cares? You know, nah, you, just you go gotta walk. go
0: at the right times. Yeah. Do you ever sit? At, <laughs> yeah, do you ever sit
1: at the chef's counter? Uh, no, because I have those two kids again. Right, but they have four seats. Yeah, I know. So they're just they well. They, yeah, you containing. can That's not good
0: for that. Yeah, you gotta have them down closer. Uh, you can't put them like that. So uh, that's great and getting out to the – it's good to get a breather once in a while. Oh, yeah. I think – I drive out there a lot, and the time spent on whichever route you take is time well spent Yeah. because it, it enables you to think when you're going all the time. Sometimes you miss yeah. opportunities.
1: Yeah. And we go out to the gorge a lot. I'm a big mushroom hunter, so I take both the kids' mushroom hunting as much as I can. Has this been a good year for it? I did okay with morels uh and in, in the spring I did okay better than I ever have in Portland and uh chanterelles I had a couple of great days but the season was really short we got that freeze and it kind of mm-hmm. was and then it came back but I didn't get to get back out but but I love it. That's my favorite thing to do is just walk slowly in the woods even if you don't find anything. It's yeah, no, I think
0: that if you're going to not be successful, that's a good place not to be successful. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's kind of like bobber fishing. Who cares? You know, you're sitting by a river. Do you go fishing often? No, I don't. I'd no, like I'd, to. I'd love to. It's, yeah, I, but, as, as my boy gets older, he's definitely expressed interest, and well, I'll take it back up.
0: So what's he, is, what's he into? Is he into sports? or?
1: Loves bike riding, swimming, but he's a, he's a thinker. He's a, more of a book guy. It's, it's good. He gets it from uh, his mom. Are you a big reader? I, I used to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what the—I kind of asked that question, knowing what the answer would be. Yeah.
1: I I, st- I mainly just read professional periodicals anymore, you know. I read about food. So speaking of profession,
0: how—the uh, National Cheesemonger Champion. What did that do for you uh, now that the dust has settled? I mean, it the-
1: definitely gives you
0: some— validity Um, but you had it here i was just wondering what it did for you i guess nationally it got you some recognition but locally i don't you know everybody thought of you as the cheese champion anyway
1: yeah it but it definitely doesn't hurt you know and and nationally it's great we i mean our brand nationally has been getting stronger for years our community is super tight nationally so, you know, when you go to the American Cheese Society meeting, it's 1,500 of your best friends, you know, just eating way too much cheese and drinking way too much beer. But it's like the best week ever. You know, everyone's just like, oh. Have, have you, ever, you ever thought of doing a,
0: curating a cheese tour? You know, so many yeah, people. Yeah, actually,
1: um, I'm involved with one um, that uh, there's some people out on the East Coast uh, who are doing an Oregon cheese tour uh, this fall. And I'm going to be the special guest monger on that tour. Oh, great! So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's been something I'd love to do. I'd love to take people to Europe and visit producers. And as the kids get older, hopefully that'll happen. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's well, so, cool. Hopefully, Ho- yeah.
0: Hold that thought. Yeah. So you know, uh, I I'm kind of I'm enjoying the idea of expanding just eating to the travel experience as well. Yeah. And I think they go hand in hand, right? Without a doubt. Yeah at some point and i think and i think one of the beautiful things about portland is people appreciate that and the, i think we have a one of the highest indexes of travel uh travelers in the country and i think even on a much like the uh the percentage of dollars spent on dining here it's the same thing with travel people aren't you know they're spending a high percentage of their probably not as large income as other big cities to go have experiences right yep so That's all. uh, That's all fantastic. This experience I appreciated. Thank you so much for coming. While you're really busy, I know. uh, I'm glad you were able to uh, find a little little bit of time to come in, and we'll look forward to uh, new experience at Chizu. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: Right at the Fork is recorded in the beautiful studios at Alpha Media and expertly sound engineered by Court Johnson and produced by me, Heather Jones. If you want to find us, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We love ratings and reviews, so thank you to those who have done that, and please, we hope you'll continue to do so. You can find us at portlandfoodanddrink.com and portlandfoodadventures.com and, of course, rightatthefork.com discoverportland.net and now at foodcartsportland.com lots of great places to find us we're also on twitter food podcast and of course facebook as well also on our website we now have a donate button so if you enjoy the podcast and want to see it continue please donate and thank you so much